0: Hi everybody, welcome to Pockets Full of Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jared Petty. I'm joined tonight by a very special guest. I, I am I am thrilled to be sitting next to this uh, kind human being. Thanks, man. And you are?
1: Gio Corsi.
0: And uh, Gio, your day job is uh, pretty nifty.
1: It is. I'm very lucky. I'm third, uh, Senior Director of Third-Party Production and Developer Relations for Sony Interactive Entertainment America.
0: That's a really cool job title. That's, like, that's it. That's like Imagineer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. It is Imagineer. It's uh, it's it's basically working with all the indies, working with all of our digital uh, developers and publishers, and working with a lot of our Japanese partners to bring their content west.
0: That is a really nifty job. That sounds pretty darn groovy. And you're here on Pockets. Uh, you uh, you're one of our Patreon supporters. I and, am. Uh, I, you graciously uh offered to be on the show, and I was like, okay, so. Um, I I'm a little starstruck. Right oh, now. come on! Make a googly eyes. Come on, um,
1: we're like brothers. We have we're both bald. We have beards. Oh, we're bald and bearded. Yeah. That's true. That's true.
0: I think your beard has a little better luster than mine.
1: I know, but you have very little gray. Oh,
0: that's uh, less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's coming. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's,
1: it'll get there eventually. I kind of like yeah. the gray. Thanks. Do you like the beard? I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I if I don't have a beard, I just look like a 250 pound baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: He's just big diaper with like... Yeah, no, no, of- no.
1: And my, and my wife is like, you look too much like your dad. Oh,
0: yeah. okay. Ooh, yeah. okay. That's that's, yeah. so, that's know, frightening. I look a lot like my dad. If you
1: ever see me without facial hair, that means I just had a really bad shaving accident. Oh, have you, you, have know, you had you, that? When you try and sculpt sometimes and you just make that one neck, and it Oof. says like all of a sudden it's like the the mustache doesn't attach to the beard anymore. Luckily, like I'm like a Sasquatch from the head down, so this grows back in like five minutes. Okay, so you, but yeah. you
0: have had to do the the face clear and reset. I've,
1: I've had to do a reset once or twice, yeah. Ooh.
0: So yeah. I had to make a choice once. I've had this. I have never shaved my beard for the last eighteen years. Eighteen. Um, eighteen years. Yeah, I've I've had it about half my life okay. now. Okay. Uh, I grew it originally to impress a girl. Nice. Uh, and nice. Uh, she went on to bigger and better things, but the beard <laughs> stayed, and I discovered I liked it. And I have never shaved it off. Um, I came close to the last year when there was an unfortunate barbering accident, and a a, a well-meaning but misguided uh, hair care, care specialist gave me the chin strap. Okay. Like, he took it up way too high. Right. And I had to choose between a month of awkward beard and shaving it off and resetting. And I chose that month of awkward beard because I just couldn't get rid of no, it. No.
1: Fair enough. What about, uh, when did you go bald?
0: Oh, no, I went bald early. Uh, I had lustrous flowing locks Mm -hmm. when I was like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. By the time I was 22, it was falling out in clumps.
1: So we're exactly the same. Same way? Really? Yeah. But not like, I had like, you know, thick black Italian horse hair. Like it was just like, you had to like, get an industrial like scrub brush to get through that stuff like it was it was thick it was powerful and then it just all went away it's just just like all the way yeah just gone there's like (laughs) pictures of like when you know when you're 19 or whatever backpacking through europe with your buddies and like the beginning of the trip and the end of the trip and the hairline (laughs) went from here
0: to here it's like okay so so when did you decide to you know, we all reach that point where we have to be gracious and start just shaving the rest. Sure. Where, when did that come? That from? was
1: very early twenties. I was just, luckily, like as it was, you know, as it was coming off, um, I think I was working at, I, I grew up in Vancouver, born and raised. And, um, there's a uh, local ski mountain called Grouse Mountain. I was a the sky ride operator, so you have to take a tram from the bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain. Oh, my gosh. So I was a sky ride operator. And uh, the guy who ran the mountain, he was uh, shaving heads for his kids' uh, hockey team charity or something like that. Okay. So I thought, you know, I'm losing it. Let's just shave it off. It came off, and I was like, I have no divots. I have no bumps. Like, this head's pretty nice and round. There's nothing wrong with it. So... That, at that point on, I just never grew back.
0: No kidding. Yeah. And I, okay, so first, that's an interesting story about yeah. you did it for like a charity haircut. Yeah, thing. you know,
1: and I'm sure there was a girl involved as well. Let's <laughs> let's be honest. But here. second, yeah.
0: you were master of a ski lift.
1: I was not a mat. Oh, slow down, text. Okay, it's <laughs> not the master of. It. I I operated the tram, which is the uh, you know welcoming the passengers, telling them about the history of the mountain. It's a seven minute ride from the bottom to the top, and uh, you know it's a tourist attraction in Vancouver during the summer. Okay, in the winter as well, but it's also a ski mountain so you know when you're young you're in your early 20s and it's guys and girls working on a mountain you've seen those 80s ski movies yeah is it like uh, that sometimes were it there, was were there zany antics there were zany antics that's the best way to put it yeah. okay can zany you tell antics. a zany antics antics? no i cannot <laughs> all no, right no Let's, i cannot <laughs>
0: that's probably <laughs> wise on your part no i can't still i like to imagine you going mad with power in control of of the uh, of the, the lift
1: at I one so. one time i did have lawrence Fishburne on my tram and uh, I didn't realize it until the very end when he came to me and he said, "Hey man, you're pretty funny." Wow! And I was like,
0: "Cowboy Curtis told yeah. you you're funny." Told me I was funny. Man, you must have yeah. known you were destined for great things.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but Lawrence Fishburne said I was funny, so that's all that that's, mattered. That's you know? it. That's I all mean, that, that matters. No, yeah. that
0: that makes I wow. That's yeah. extraordinary. Okay, I, I don't. I I honestly I've only been starstruck a few times in my life, but but if Morpheus told me I was I was pretty funny, that was I think uh, that would make. I've,
1: I wasn't starstruck because I was just like, oh, thanks. That's awesome, man. Yeah, like, that's great. My all-time favorite actor is Kurt Russell. Oh. Like, hands down, Kurt Russell.
0: Angie and I invited Kurt Russell to our wedding. He didn't come, well, but he's we busy. love him. He's a very busy guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Um, so he was in Vancouver filming Miracle, the the hockey movie. Yeah. Um, and my friend, uh, Georgia, she was working on, um, uh, I forget what the word for it is, but when you're doing all the food for the set and for the people, because um, she, she's a chef, she invited me on set to meet Kurt Russell and like all my friends know that Kurt Russell is my guy like he's he's my boy I've got an escape from New York poster hanging up there on the uh-huh. wall an original you know on the thick 70s paper nice um and I get I met him and I couldn't say a word I could not I, nothing came out of my mouth and uh he he signed a picture he said hello he was very gracious and then it turns out that you know my cousin who at the time was running a restaurant in vancouver Curt and goldie were living in vancouver they would come to the restaurant every week and how many times did my cousin call me none none, none. you know when he would call me after they left like hey, Russell by the way, Kurt was Russell here. was here, and I'm like, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you know we're family. Why don't you call me so that I can at least talk to this guy over wine and food, which is much better than seeing him on set and just yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. like exactly. not being able to yeah. say anything. And that was the uh, the one time I I met him, and I totally I was I was too uh, starstruck. I couldn't. I mean, Snake Plissken is Jack Burton. It's, yeah, it know, is it's, exactly R.J. McCready. Like Jack you, you, you Br- can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, so,
0: what's uh, what's what's Kurt Russell's greatest role?
1: For me, it's Snake Plissken. Yeah, Escape from New York is my number one all-time favorite movie, hands mm-hmm. down. Um, I'm sure there are better movies out there, but for me, there's not. Okay. And Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken. I mean Jack Burton is like Snake Plissken. Jack Burton, yeah, it's just just hovering just a finger right sliver there, you below. Know? Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: So you have, I, I noticed you you, uh, you talked about Snake Pliskin in your Twitter profile. You have a couple of things here. You have Snake Pliskin, yeah. and you have <clears> ramen. Yes. Why ramen?
1: ramen to me is the best meal possible it's 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 a wild cornucopia of different flavors and textures and aromas and it's 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 every bowl is a different adventure and uh i really didn't get into it until i moved to singapore and was living there for a few years and i tried it for the first time and then uh going to japan with sony obviously um food is as you can tell is very important to me yeah um and having ramen it's it's fast it's hot it's delicious and uh luckily my friends who work at sony japan they're always like okay geo's coming to town this new place opened up let's go check that out so like my buddy brad who works over there um Every time I'm over there, we at least go to one shop. It's usually three, but it's a definite one. You're gonna do one, and yeah. you hit as many as you you're can. Trying it, yes. For
0: people who aren't familiar with what ramen's like in in Asia, or uh, what yeah. it's like when you go into like a mom and pop ramen joint, yeah. uh, can can you describe what makes the experience special?
1: Uh, for me, it's uh, you're always waiting. There's always a wait, no matter what. Uh, it's cash only. Uh, there's no English on the menu. Uh, You just basically have to point, and because I I speak zero Japanese. Oh, really? Zero, yeah. Um, You point, and uh, the bowl that comes is scorchingly hot mm-hmm. it is like it is just basically it boiled and it came to your plate yeah boom it's scorchingly hot and you eat it fast and you slurp and you make a lot of noise mm-hmm. and it's it's it's, and it's 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 just such a visceral experience <laughs> goodness i i you know it doesn't matter if it's pork based or shoyu based or chicken based or if it has different kinds of vegetables or different kinds of spices on i love mine spicy but it's just, oh, it's, it's, it's love in a bowl.
0: I lo- I like seeing this kind of passion about <laughs> delicious
1: noodles. Well, How's Singapore ramen different? Um, you know, I think they were in Singapore, and I mean, it's been years since i lived there, but when, when, I, when I ate it, I, it was just like, I found it a bit heavier. Mm-hmm. I found it, um, it stuck with me longer. I mean, a good, a good, a good ramen for me punches you in the face with its flavor. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, an hour later, you're fine. Yeah. You know? It's like it's like drinking a big big cab, you know, you oh, get like that, that get that punch in the mouth and it's just like, "Oh, this this flavor is amazing." And yeah. you know, and then after a while it's like, "Okay, it's settled into this nice this nice rhythm and then it's gone."
0: It's so like a pugil stick to the chin. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then the bruise exactly. wears off. Yeah. I and that. I think
1: in Singapore it was just like they were you know, Singapore is is one of the best foodie cities in the world. Like, mm-hmm. hands down, bar Ooh. none. It is one of the best foodie cities in the world. And if anybody's a foodie, you have to go to Singapore. They take so many chances. They try so many cuisines. It's, it's a great way to explore food. And with ramen, uh, it wasn't so much about the mom-and-pop shops. It was more about, like... Uh, you know, this, this, uh, this, this chain from Japan wants to open up a shop here, so they're going to open up a shop, but they're going to bring in some Singapore chefs, so they're going to try some stuff. And it was all really, really good. Like, there was no, like, no, I didn't have a bad bowl, yeah. per se. Yeah. Uh, it was just different. And much like I when I go tested. to Vancouver and have a bowl of ramen, it's yeah. different. Here in San Francisco different
0: i'm still looking for the right san francisco ramen i've yeah. been shopping around have you found a great one
1: i haven't my my go-to in san francisco is uh because it's close to the office is himawari I'm in, in uh, himawari. san mateo okay. um but I, I also um write a ramen blog with a co-worker of mine uh it's called two noodles blog.com um t-w-o or? uh two the number two okay number two um and uh Matt was just telling me, like, hey, over the break, there's, like, a bunch of new shops that have opened downtown. We should go check them out. I'm like, really? It I... doesn't surprise me. Again, San Francisco, another amazing foodie town. Yeah so much to explore and taste here so yeah we're going to try some ramen over the break nothing says christmas like ramen
0: nothing, no I, nothing should say christmas like yeah. ramen i yeah. also adore ramen although i don't think i have your degree <clears> of uh, of ramenology well yeah uh, i, I you know, people ask
1: me if i'm if i'm an expert and i'm no i'm an enthusiast yeah, yeah i i am not an expert in in anything other than an expanding waistline
0: I was I was no. very fortunate when I lived in Japan I lived in a small town kind of in the center of Honshu. Okay. And so you still mm-hmm. had access to all the the standard Japanese ramen forms sure. uh, but you also had some some more hill country variants okay. uh, with slightly modified ingredients yeah. and I was really lucky. Man. That's really true. Try cool. some great yeah. stuff. We'll, we'll have to talk ramen after yeah. the show. But we should probably get around to that question that nominally <laughs> is the first question that I ask. But sure, it's point, not about
1: Kurt Russell or ramen. No, it's oh, not about okay. Kurt Russell. Well, All it depends. Right. Unless you're going to yeah. talk
0: about Kurt Russell. No, and, yeah. and that question is: uh, tell us about somebody you're thankful for.
1: Um, the person I am most thankful for, um, obviously, you know, like everyone, parents, wife, family, and and friends they're all amazing, I wouldn't be where I am without them, but I think for me, the one that I'm really thankful for is this guy by the name of Crispin Hands, and why I'm thankful is because he is the guy who got me into the gaming industry.
0: You're in the gaming industry?
1: I am in the gaming (laughs) industry. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, you're uh, you, you've got a, a slightly prominent role uh, yeah. in in what we do, Crispin Hans. Mm-hmm. Um So let's go back to the beginning of the story of you and Crispin Hans. Does your acquaintance predate uh, his work in gaming, or did you, yeah. did you guys go back before? Yeah. When did you guys meet then? Before before I, our games. I
1: met Crispin in grade eleven. Okay. He was my math tutor. No kidding. No kidding. Um, I'm horrible with numbers. You know. Um, Addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, amazing. Calendar dates, amazing. Get me into algebra, and it's just like, you know, one, two, four, five. I don't know. What's a three? I don't remember. It's like, <laughs> it all goes pear-shaped. Imaginary shape. numbers. Yes. And then in the grade 11, algebra was like the main crux of the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And uh, without, without passing grade 11 math, you know, you're not going to get very far in grade 12. So, yeah.
0: so you're having some trouble
1: so i got a tutor
0: and this is in vancouver
1: this is in north vancouver, north vancouver yeah okay. so i got a tutor by the name uh he's a guy in my class crispin hands and uh same age uh same age uh, but he's a tall drink of water like tall lean bean uh red you know shockingly red hair um and he's in an, a musician by okay. trade. Oh! Um,
0: was he playing music then? He was playing
1: music then, yeah. yeah. So, But we were in math together, and, uh, you know, I was going into the final exam with a uh, failing grade, and uh, thanks to his tutelage, I got 85% on my final exam, past grade 11 math, uh, and we became friends, obviously, and uh, in high school, like, the music group and the theater group i was in the theater group he oh. was in the music group and uh, we all just hung out together and we became friends and uh we've we still remain friends to this day
0: why uh, why did he take mm. you as a as a tutoring student was it something he volunteered for or was yeah, it his part-time he, no, job he
1: volunteered it was like out of the goodness of his canadian heart <laughs> helping another canadian yeah. are canadians yeah. uh,
0: especially generous and tutelage toward Apparent- Canadians. Uh,
1: maybe back in uh 88 they were yeah right. but uh <laughs> so he was
0: he was a musician was he played
1: yeah uh, he God, that's a good question. He played a lot of different things, um, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, now today he is a uh, sound designer in the gaming industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Most recently, he worked on uh, Gears of War Four. Okay, um, and uh, he's fantastic. Um,
0: but he played all kinds of things. Then, and you played. were in theater.
1: I was in theater. Yeah, um, I was. Uh, you know, you did the plays in high school and right. whatnot. But uh, what what I really took to was improvisation, uh, improvisational comedy, and I was actually part of a theater troupe. An improvisational theater troupe called uh, 43 Pounds of Wasted Space. <laughs>
0: yeah. Why 43?
1: Yeah, 43 is for some reason, it's always been a lucky number for us, uh, for me in particular. Um, but we say for us because all of us have a special place in our heart. There's nine people all together in the group.
0: Are you still doing this?
1: No. Oh, God, no. Now no, no, no you're not doing it no, no, anymore? No. no, okay. no. Um, Reunion tour? Perhaps? Yeah, maybe one day. Uh, we used to do shows and we'd sell out little theaters in North Vancouver and yeah. it was a great time. It was a. I, I look back at those times, Fawn. Fond- we had, a, we had such a blast. We would write our own stuff, and it was great. Um,
0: but uh, Crispin did, did music, and you did theater, and because yeah. of that, you ended up in some of the same circles. In yes,
1: we, and, we, yeah, and like, the funny thing about our group of friends in high school, um, we're all still friends. Hmm. like that core group is still friends that's
0: unusual i think
1: yeah especially for that number of people yeah to be how many of you are there you think well there were nine of us i still i still talk to all nine but i'd say i'm still very close with at least six or seven of them that's amazing yeah
0: you're like you're like you're like the big chill but better (laughs) it's extraordinary yeah uh so so you and crispin and these other folks that were part of this part of the uh, improv group part of his music there Mm -hmm. you met you hang hung out what 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 manner of zany antics were you guys into?
1: well we did like we said we did a lot of shows and we yeah. would uh you know we all we some of us would work in like the same jobs there was movie theaters and oh. there was grouse mountain and there was the first imax theater at canada place um in uh vancouver around uh, i guess it opened for expo 86 okay uh and then it stayed open so it was a big imax screen and some of us worked there and then there was this place called lonsdale key which was the public market mm-hmm. and that's where the sea bus between downtown and north vancouver would come i'm throwing out all these terms there's going to be any, some very happy people. Any Vancouver Vancouverites out there, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, at Lonsdale Key, a bunch of us had jobs and would hang out. And funny story there. Um, so I had two or three buddies who worked at, uh, it was called the Cheese uh, the cheesesteak Company. Okay. Not to be mistaken with the Cheesecake Factory. Right. But it was like cheesesteak sandwiches. Okay. It was in the food court. So my buddies were working there and I would hang out there. Uh, my wife, Michelle back in the day, would come and hang. She was from the wrong side of the tracks. Oh. Yeah. Different part of Vancouver. Yeah, she's a naughty girl. Um, She would come to Lonsdale Key because her and her cousin had crushes on the cheesesteak boys. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know, it was like years later. And at our wedding, you know, as we're getting ready to, you know, her her cousin, who she went to the Lonsdale Key with, was the bridesmaid. And one of the cheesesteak boys was a groomsman. And the other one was the MC for the wedding. Uh, and so Michelle was like, hey, Laura, do you remember the Cheesesteak Boys? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're going to be partnered with one of them at the wedding. And like, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, so, it so all you, your wife, mm-hmm.
0: and the guy that got you into the industry all went to high school together. No, my We're wife didn't go... each other. In no, high school. no, yeah, no I didn't went, know my wife. That was oh, just a, side story. Was a she, side story. She,
1: No, okay. I didn't meet my wife until uh, 2003. You better hang out then. I apologize. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. No, like, no. that. But she was in North Man at, at, at the key and she but she never crossed paths but well, we never crossed okay. paths alright yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah 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 sorry but no I, no, oh, it's all, no it's
1: fine today. it's fine
0: so you and Crispin high school together yep. working in the same kinds of places yep. he was your tutor yep and then he somehow becomes instrumental in bringing you into what you do now yes um so how did it sounds like he made his way in first.
1: He made his way in first. How did he do it? Um, he, uh, he got a job um, because he wanted to get into sound design and music, and uh, he got into the into the video game industry with Electronic Arts Canada. Okay. Uh, so this is now, I think, the mid-'90s. Yeah, it was the mid-'90s. Um, so I had a couple of buddies who were working in QA at Electronic Arts, mm-hmm. and uh, Crispin, who was working, uh, I believe, on the Need for Speed team, uh, this is Need for Speed, like PlayStation 1 Need for Speed. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's all fine and dandy. Um, at the time, I am uh, a bartender mm-hmm. at uh, at a restaurant in Vancouver. How, about um, how old were you at this point? I was 23. 23. Okay. 23. Um, come home from work one night. My mom is sick. She's uh, got a cold. She's in bed reading. My dad's uh, still at work at the restaurant. Um, and I'm like, you know, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And she says to me, oh, don't worry. You know, I'm telling her about my day and how things are shitty or whatever. And she's like, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. An hour later, my dad's slapping me awake. Call the ambulance. My mom passed away. 23 years old. Just like that. Oh, my God. Luckily, like, no pain. No, nothing like inner sleep. Like, it was the best way you could possibly go. Right? So... At this time my dad and I are not on great terms because he's like, You should go to school, you should get a degree, and I'm like, I just wanna hang out with my friends, I wanna go traveling, like the usual yeah. kind of stuff. And my mother was always the uh the uh the keeper of the peace and like the head of the household and whatnot. I'm an only child, so okay. um all of a sudden, you know, she's gone. And it's just my dad and I now, right? So
0: And I imagine in shock. My dad
1: was like they've been together since like teen years, like they were you know, long-term so that he was a mess. So I just automatically went into support mode and, uh, helped him through. And don't, don't be so shocked. It's okay. It's, it was, it was a long time ago and it's, uh, it, it, yeah, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, I mean, I've grown so much from it and it's, you know, it's one of those life changing and life affirming moments where you're like, Oh my God, I lost my mom that, you know, but it, you grow up so much in that moment. And uh, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. Like it just, uh, my dad was in the midst of opening a restaurant at that time, okay. which I didn't want any part of because mm-hmm. I'm, although I love the food and I love to cook, I don't like the idea of working in a restaurant and like cooking the same meal 30 times a night, seven nights a week. thirty one It's 31 hard work it's and, hard work yeah, and it's, it's just not what I'm interested in. Yeah. But because of this or what what happened with my mom i decided like i'll leave that place i'll come work with my dad i'll run his bar open the restaurant help him out and do that kind of thing um so that's what we did and you know ultimately my dad and i are now like two peas in a pod we're super close and it's it's awesome yeah totally it's awesome um but about four months five months into it you know i'm like dad I can't do this. Like this is just this is just not me. Like, you got it off the ground. Yeah, you've, got,
0: you've <clears throat> been there to help him through through the transition. Totally.
1: And like I can't do it. And um, lo and behold, Crispin gives me a call. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, why don't you? Um, I know you're not happy there. Why don't you come and work at EA?" Hmm. And I'm like, "EA, what what would I do there?" Like he's like, "Cause you know." While I'm in the gaming industry, it was not always my dream job to be in the gaming industry. Yeah. I've always been, I've loved games, and I love movies, and I love comic books, and I love animation, but it never occurred to me that gaming, working at a gaming company could be a uh, a profession. Yeah. That could be a life. Right. Because I grew up with my family being immigrants from Italy, and like I'm the first member of my family born outside of Italy. Wow. Um. Working in the restaurant or working, you know, like typical Italian, working in construction or working, you know, like my buddy Dino, his dad was into tiles and like, it was just, it's Italian. That's what you do. You work in food. You work in construction. It just had not occurred to me that this, this, I could work, I could make games. I could, I could make cartoons. I could, you know, Mm -hmm. like... I could uh, write or draw in comic books. Like this, 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 this can't be real. But this... apparently, it occurred to Crispin. It occurred to Crispin, and he knew that inside of me, that was what my passion was. Hmm. You know, like it's funny how your close friends sometimes know you better than you know yourself. Um, before, so he told...
0: actually, yeah. Before before we continue the story, if you don't mind, I'd like to bridge into that for a mm-hmm. second to to interrupt and ask, what is it about Crispin? that makes the two of you close. And what is it about your relationship that made him perceive that about
1: you? I think with Crispin, um, our relationship, like I've always been the guy who goes for the laugh and, you know, tries to make everybody happy and whatnot. And Crispin is very much the same way. Like it's part of that entertainment gene, I guess, of like keeping the crowd wanting more or whatever. But with Crispin when he would talk to me is he would just cut through all the bullshit wow. and he would just know how to like, you're feeling this or you know, you know, I can tell that this is happening and whatnot. And I would I for some reason I would just never kind of blow it off. Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, Yeah. When yeah. you said it it was different? Yeah. So do you
0: mask things with laughter normally? Is that something
1: you do? Um I used to a lot. To yeah, a lot. definitely. But saw that. Definitely. Yeah. I used to a lot. Like uh yeah. You know.
0: Vice versa, what drew you
1: to him? What he's just real. Mean? Yeah, he's just real. He's a real guy. He's just, yeah. Just, he's just a real. You know, he's what he says is real. What he he's, means what he says. He says what he means. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like that. It's
0: that's kind of rare and wonderful. It is. Yeah, I, and I, I, I wish I were more like that. I'm, to be honest, I wish with I, you. <laughs> I wish I was
1: more like that too. And a lot of my, you know, a lot of my close friends are uh, are like that as well. My especially the ones I grew up with. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why a lot of us are still. Friends to this day, you know, Mm -hmm. that, uh, but Crispin was the one who was like, I think you're going to like this. Try it out for the summer. Hmm. Try it out for the summer, you know, work in QA. You know, my buddy Peter was working there. He's like, you know, Pete's working there. Like, it'll, it'll be fun and it'll get you out of the restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So were you working with him directly?
1: I, I was working with him directly. He okay. was in the audio department. I was on wow. the production team. And uh, yeah, we were uh, together for and a few years. now instead of the
0: movie theater, now you're working together. <laughs> and now we're working together making things. making
1: uh, making amazing things. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. Uh, during that period of time, if you don't mind me asking, for both of you, I, obviously it's got to be a tremendous boost in confidence. And he seems to have, have been... What was it like for the two of you? Your, your young adults who have gone from, from high school and hanging out at the movies to... In a lot of ways, living a dream. Yeah. Did you know it at the time? No. Did the two of you understand no. at all?
1: I don't. Well, maybe he did. I don't know. I didn't. No. Yeah. I. I still don't get it. <laughs> I've been in the industry for over twenty years, and I'm in my mid forties. I still don't get it. I still don't get it. It's. This is a ridiculously amazing industry that we are in, and uh, you know, for me where I am right now with Sony and working with all these developers who are making these great games for whether it's VR or or PlayStation 4 or now with the Pro or Vita, like, being back in PS3 days, like, yeah. it's just, it's amazing. And, like, the team that I work with in the developer relations and third-party production, they're just, like I was saying earlier they're, to you, they are crazy, They're but crazy in a good way because they're just – they're passionate about the games that they're bringing on board and helping their partners out. And like, I, you know, I, I can't stress enough how blessed I feel to, and me being a completely non-religious guy, I feel blessed that I get to work with these people and, you know, be there, be their manager, be their leader for this little, this little department of ours, because they're just, they're just, they're so hardworking and they're fantastic. And it, it, for me, that is one of the joys of coming to work—is to work with these guys.
0: What's what's something that Crispin, over the <clears throat> course of the last two decades yeah. of you doing this, because this is this has been your your heart and your vocation for, yeah, for, for 20 years now, ever since that that beginning. What's something that your friend Crispin has taught you in that time?
1: You know, <clears throat> I don't know if if it was him that taught it to me or whatnot, but in october no this yeah no in october i was went back home to vancouver and um crispin was helping a buddy of ours dino record an album he's a musician as well so uh crispin was recording it for him so they were taking a break and i just i haven't seen you guys in a couple of years physically let's let's get together for like a half hour visit and we ended up between the three of us just having this amazing conversation and i told crispin at that point i was like you know you're the guy who got me into the gaming industry you're the you're the one. You're the one who told me about the job and for that I'm forever forever thankful for you. And he was just like, I I don't even remember that. Really? Yeah. He's like re- I he was like caught off guard. He was almost in tears. He was just like, that, that's so meaningful. Like I I can't believe that. That's amazing. I'm like, I've never forgot it. I never forgot it. And he was just blown away.
0: He didn't remember no. that he was the one that had no. opened those doors. No. Gosh, that that will first the fact that you got to tell him that and see the reaction, see how much it yep. mattered to him. That was been yep. striking. Did it make you go to yourself? I wonder who I've done that for, and I have no idea.
1: Um, <laughs> no, it didn't. It just made me really happy that I was finally able to look him in the eye and say thank you. Oh, yeah. After that time. Yeah.
0: So is he still living in Vancouver? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, he, did he ever move away, he uh, away?
1: Yes, he's moved. He he's lived abroad, and I th- I don't know. He he was looking at a couple of different gigs that were there were some local and some abroad for him. I don't know which one he ended up taking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going back up. To Vancouver in January or so so we'll talk find out talk about it talk about it then, the
0: about it then. So, yeah what's um what's the best geo and crispin story um in all these 25 or more years of friendship what's uh what's the what's what's the moment you uh you, I don't know just what's the the anecdote that stands out for you
1: I think it was one time we were on the bus we were um you know teenagers idiots um performers and we started um singing the hawaii 50 theme on the bus um <laughs> you know that da, 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 and we were doing it with different sounds and different like mock instruments and we were just having the grandest time just like killing ourselves i'm sure everybody else on the bus was just pissed off beyond all oblivion but for him and I, at that moment, we were just killing ourselves laughing, and uh, it was just—it's—it's it's not about like events or like that yeah. weekend when or that. It was just about that—that that five minutes on the bus when we were killing ourselves laughing because together we were creating this ridiculous thing that only the two of us would ever find funny. No, I I, I yeah. get that man. Yeah, I,
0: that's. I, I think it was Will Faulkner who talked about. About your little postage stamp of life. Yeah. About those little moments that were just contextualized yeah. to you. And, and yeah. uh, so much of friendship, I, yeah. I think, is made up of, of bursts of laughter. Yeah. Uh, or tears. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys for sure. Uh, you ever had a, a moment that, that hit hard for one of you that the other one was there for?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, he was there for me when my mom passed away. And yeah. then, you know... Oh, when he was there for that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. And then when his father passed away, it's just, you know, it's... When you lose someone, what do you say? You know, condolences. I'm so sorry for your loss and all that. And I, I get, I, you know, having lived through that, I know what people are trying to say. And it's, uh, at the time, you don't want to hear it. Yeah. You know, you just don't. And uh, But just, you know, when you see the pain of the situation happening in your friends' faces, and you know that they care for you so much, and they they feel for you so much and they don't know what to do for you, but they're there for you regardless. That to me is, you know, that's how somebody is, it was there for me at the time. And it's the same when his father, um, passed and it's just, you know, again, you can't, you know, I'm sorry. Like, but for what you didn't do anything, you know, it's, but we just had that understanding. We've both been there. We've both, we've, we've come up in our careers together. We both lost a parent together. You know, it's, it's, uh,
0: Do Canadians make death casseroles?
1: I don't think so.
0: In the Southeast where I grew up, when people feel helpless and don't know what to do when someone they love has suffered a loss in their family, they do two things. One, they do exactly what you just expressed. You know, try that inadequate, desperate desire. And two, they bake a casserole and (laughs) give it to them.
1: Yeah, Um, I think... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think in our household it was more the red wine and stuff yeah. than the uh the, the casserole but uh, I I I, I th- wish it were not yeah. No no if,
0: I if, if de- I, I used know. to work in the clergy and if somebody died there was casserole. There was casserole yeah, yeah was, no if was there amazing. was
1: ever if there's uh And if American movies have taught me anything, when somebody dies, there's a wake with a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: A lot of eating. Yeah. But that's, I
1: mean, that's what we did when my mom passed away. We, we had the service, but then we just had the biggest party possible at, uh, at the time my parents ran a place called the, uh, Park Royal Hotel in West Vancouver, had a huge patio and we just had a huge party for my mom. And the, uh, the only thing we served was my mom's shitty white wine that she really enjoyed. (laughs) Cool. everybody drank Koli Albani because that's uh, no offense to anybody who likes Koli Albani. I'm sorry, but, um, but you drank it, there. but we all drank it there and we raised our glasses continuously and it like that's to me, that's what it should be a celebration, mm. you know, especially when it's so sudden like that, yeah. when nobody's prepared for something like that, you know, it's, uh, just, just celebrate it. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's a long drawn out process or if it's a sudden process, a life should be celebrated. And uh, of when I eventually go in 400 years because science will have finally caught up and, you know, I'll be more machine than man. Um, I want it to be a big party. I really do. I just, uh, I don't want people to be sad. I want people to be happy because this, you know, A, I'm I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world and we've been together for 11 years and it's fantastic. Um, B, I work in an amazing job that I love every day um, in this industry is fantastic. It's been very, very good to me. And see, I, I love life. It's it the food, the people, the passion of of what we get to do and what we get to see and who we get to talk to. It's just this is this is you know all what's going on in the world aside. And I know things are horrible and people are freaking out and don't know what's going on. But at the same time, you know. We're living in an amazing time, and we should we should be thankful for everything that we get to do.
0: Okay, so yeah, I, I have nothing to top or add to that. <laughs> um, that's extraordinary. <laughs> I, I, I'm be honest with you, Gio. I, I think we're, we're gonna move the other part of the interview from there. Okay. That's right no, that's it. I don't think it's gonna get much more high. That was to say, touching is a is a gross understatement. Oh. That was uh, that was that was inspirational in the least Hallmark way possible
1: <laughs> thank you uh, that was thank lovely you. thanks uh, man and meaningful yeah, yeah and i do mean it i it's really do good. thank you thank, thank you, you. For that. and thank you crispin if you end up hearing this or seeing this yeah. honestly man thank you very much for opening that door to the last 20 plus years thanks ben
0: so now i'm going to sheepishly look into the camera for a moment and and say wow i have uh this is uh this is People are amazing. Thank you, no, Gio. Well, thank you. Um, so, I want to thank a couple other people here. Uh, we have uh, uh, folks that uh, that help make the show possible. Uh, two of them, uh, Nick Ray and Robert Nieder, are our Patreon producers. Um, they uh, they help make every one of these episodes possible. Thank you, guys, and to everybody else who watches and listens and Absolutely. all the rest. You guys know the spiel by now. You know, I, I, if you want to support the show, there's a million ways to do it. Uh, we hope that you will. Um, I'm not gonna. Uh, besmirch that awesome awesome bit with any more commercialism so let's uh let's move on to the now we make that hard left turn uh the uh the the instant noodles okay Uh, they're gonna be be instant ramen in honor of you okay all right so we're gonna and what we're gonna do is we're gonna jump back and forth a little bit between the instant noodles questions and a few of the thank yous that people sure so uh starting uh with the first one Uh, so this episode is most likely if everything went like we wanted this going up for christmas okay
1: uh merry christmas everyone
0: merry christmas to everybody uh what's the best christmas present you ever got you
1: Who? it's it's a game console is it Mm -hmm. yeah it was the coleco vision you were the coleco vision i did yeah expound yeah well i wanted a gaming system and you know my parents god bless them they had no idea what game system was. So I think my dad talked to one of the waiters or the bus boys at the restaurant, and uh, they ended up getting me a ColecoVision. And I remember it vividly because I was so excited about it that I couldn't stand. Like, I was kind of on my knees opening the present, and when I saw it, like, I just started like, burst into tears, and I couldn't get up, and I was just, like, shaking. I was so excited that I got this ColecoVision. What
0: so, year was this? Uh,
1: roughly. Ooh, it was early 80s, so yeah. I was... I was 9 or 10 years old or so. ColecoVision yeah. was
0: introduced in 82, I believe. Something like uh, that, yeah. So, yeah. so you saw that matte black finish yeah. with those big white keypads oh, and those horrible those control button- knobs yeah. and the oh, two side man. buttons. Yeah. So I, we we have similar... I, too, grew up uh, with the, the uh, Z80 processor and the Texas Instruments uh, uh, graphics processor. I had a Coleco Atom, um, the the ColecoVision home computer. There you go. Uh, which was a ColecoVision with with 64K of RAM stapled <laughs> onto it and a really bad credit. Ooh,
1: look at that, uh-huh. huh? 64K. Uh, that, right, All the power it, you could ask for. Which
0: immediately... Failed and bombed. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, the, the Coleco was fun.
1: It was. Uh, it was. At the time, it was
0: mind blowing. Yeah.
1: zaxon 3D. Oh, like
0: that's a beautiful game. It
1: was a great game. Yeah. yeah but
0: Zaxxon was wonderful. Yeah. Um, what else? Was, Space Panic was better on the ColecoVision than it was on other.
1: There was Tarzan, which was their riff on, uh, Pitfall. There was, a uh, BC Quest for Tires. Oh, that's a there great was, game. uh, of course, Cosmic Defender. Yep. A lot of great games. Oh,
0: okay. So, ColecoVision. Yeah, Best Vision, Christmas present man. you ever got.
1: ColecoVision.
0: We'll cut away for a second to Tommy, who says, um, uh, uh, Thank you, Save Continue. You guys mean the world to me. Merry Christmas.
1: All right. Merry Christmas.
0: Uh, Raquel says, Oh, he's he's just flattering me. Raquel, I, I appreciate it, but.
1: <laughs> got to read it out. I'm Come on. For you got to read Jared. it out. Come on. Raquel, thank you. Go. I'm
0: thankful for you as well. Absolutely. Marcos says, "Yeah, I want to thank my friends Edgar, Janet, and Gretchen for making this year easier. Nice, Mister Water Balloon says I'm thankful for uh, my beautiful for you and my beautiful fiance. We're planning a wedding this New Year's
1: Eve. Hey,
0: that's really cool.
1: Happy New Year! I got married in September. In September, September two thousand three. Why? No, two thousand five. Oops, Jesus. (laughs) We met in two (laughs) thousand three. Got married in 2005. Oh, jeez!
0: I was a July wedding in in the in the American South outdoors. That was a terrible choice. It's a little little warm. It was real hot. Yeah, it rained. A little hot. moist. Just a bit. Yeah. Antonio says, if it's not too late, and it's not Antonio, I'd like to thank my wife Nicole for making 2016 one of the best years of my life. There you go, Antonio. I'm glad for you. I uh, well done. Somebody enjoyed 2016.
1: See, always goes back to what I said. Things are horrible, but life is life is amazing
0: uh lewis says i want to thank my older sister who helps calm me down when i'm stressed out with work and school love you sis so we'll cut back over here with another uh, instant noodles what is best
1: sandwich best sandwich Whew, sandwiches are there's a lot of good sandwiches yeah. um sometimes i feel like just a good old grilled cheese mm. sometimes i feel like a cuban
0: Nobody said Cuban yet. No. I um, lived in Florida for a long time and no. Cubans are the best. Cubans
1: are good. Cool. I think my favorite sandwich would have to be the sandwiches that they made at this deli on Commercial Drive in Vancouver when my dad would go and pick up some supplies for the restaurant. He would go to this Italian deli and like market and uh, the guy who ran it his name now if this is not the Italian most Italian sounding name Fortunato
0: Fortunato.
1: Which basically is fortune.
0: Wow. What a great Fortunato.
1: Name. He ran the deli and his deli counter made these great sandwiches with the fresh baked bread and it was just meat and cheese and that's it. Okay. Just but meat just cheese, fresh, and cheese fresh baked bread. Fresh bread with the fresh meat and the fresh cheese. So, italian deli counter sandwiches would probably have to be my favorite sandwiches oh, that's,
0: i feel i feel underprivileged uh, <laughs> that i have never tasted this This segment of, i just you just like stuffed me with yeah. chicago style pizza yeah and hearing that i'm still hungry that, there you this go marvelous. there you go what's the best song written in the last 100 years
1: uh bohemian rhapsody by queen
0: Good choice.
1: I'm oh, a huge man. Queen fan. It's uh, they're one of my favorite bands.
0: Is it the eclectic nature of their catalog? Is it is it the, what is it about Queen? I nature? find all
1: their music just fun. It puts a smile on your face, you know. And uh, with Bohemian Rhapsody, like you look at, you know, you look at that music that the kids are listening to today, and it just, <laughs> you know, it just like Freddie Mercury wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. He's the only credited songwriter for it. One guy. Wrote that. The whole thing, out. The whole thing. Yeah. And then you look at like modern music and it has like, you know, 14 writers on it. And it, they're basically saying the same four lines over and over again. And it's just, I don't know, man. There's just something about it. Again, that song is a journey.
0: Send your angry letters. No, i just joking. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, the, the fact I am... I,
1: um, and I'm sure there's great songs out there. It's just But
0: Bohemian Rhapsody is something extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's that, it's, it, the the explosion of creativity there. Every now and then, things deserve or things succeed that deserve to. Yeah, and that's one of the ones that that popped into the public consciousness. And and thank God for Wayne's World, reminding us that it all existed. Yeah. Um, I think that was. I know that's a a silly thing, but like, for no, an entire, I mean, it
1: brought it back. Yeah, it yeah. brought
0: it back for a group of people that might otherwise have never turned on the 70s rock yeah. station and heard it.
1: No, like totally. That's, that's and there the was, thing. I think it was after he passed, Freddie Mercury passed away, there was like some big tribute concert or something. Um, and they pre- they performed it and I believe it was Elton John who sang the first part yeah. and it was Axl Rose who sang the second part. Oh wow. But that bridge, that acapella bridge, they couldn't do it. They had, they just let it, the original play. Because nobody could hit it. Because nobody could hit it.
0: <gasps> it's lovely. The guy was yeah. amazing. For, yeah, I, I, for people, um, I'm a little younger than you. Um, and so I wasn't there when it was still radio play popular, but when Freddie Mercury died, there was a resurgence of interest in Queen and popular culture, and that's really when I discovered Queen was on his death, which made me feel like I'd missed out on so much, but uh, it was was extraordinary. No, I
1: thank my uncle Antonio for getting me into that. I mean, my my uncle was a huge music uh, fanatic uh, growing up. He had one of those guys who had, like, the wall of LPs, like just you know we go to his house and listen to records and stuff and so he was the one who got me into uh into queen for sure so
0: fantastic Damon yeah. rapsy wonderful choice yeah weirdo fx uh says big hugs and thank you to my beautiful girlfriend serena for taking me into her home and loving me when i ran out of places to go <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: that's a great story to tell at the wedding <laughs> that's
1: awesome yeah I like
0: that one a lot um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, there's another nice person trying to embarrass me with kindness. Um, well, here we go. Uh, Ricky says, I'm thankful for my dad who burst into laughter with me when he saw Santa Raptor at the Home Depot and we had to buy it. Nice. Uh, Santa Raptor was the picture. That's the, the picture from it. Twitter. Yeah, Yeah, from yeah. Twitter. So uh, I want to thank my stepdad, Malcolm. He has terminal cancer. I will never forget the love and happiness he gave us. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, let's see uh, and then from Nick uh, thank you to my mom for the great food she's going to make on Christmas <laughs> <So>. <laughs> excellent Nick's a, Nick's a friend of the show yeah. awesome so what's your favorite flavor ice cream
1: it's black sesame
0: oh you it, oh, I, where, can we be friends <laughs>
1: it's uh, I got introduced to it in uh, Singapore and uh, I, whenever I can find it here it's uh, sometimes you know Humphrey Slocum yeah Sometimes they do a black sesame, and when you when they have it, it's worth going for.
0: You can get black sesame in Japantown Mall at the crepe. Okay. Uh, crepe stand, not the yeah. one downstairs, but the one upstairs okay. has uh, has black sesame, and they'll make crepes with it. Yeah, uh, they're good in there. But that Japan, that's where I discovered black sesame. Yeah. Uh, I didn't yeah. know they had it in Singapore. They was, did. Oh, yeah, lovely. So yeah, black sesame. If I can't
1: find black sesame, it'd probably be like a chocolate peanut butter. And then if I can't find that, it would probably be mint chocolate chip.
0: Oh, yeah, and they're all good. But, but they're all good. If you if you were thinking yeah. that sounds weird, guys, no, no, you have to try it. No, it is
1: it. it is so good. Oh, it's good emoji, it is too. So good.
0: Uh, what's, the the uh, what's the most terrifying creature in the natural world?
1: Well, it's the most common answer, but um, like I am deathly afraid of spiders. Yeah, yeah. I have two stories for you.
0: Okay, I can't wait.
1: So. <clears throat> North Vancouver. My parents' house is up in the hills of North Vancouver, so a lot of greenery around. So yes, there were always spiders. Um, my bedroom was in the basement, so even more spiders. One night, I'm watching TV at late at night, and you know, because I'm a big guy, when I lie down, I can see my chest. If yep. I'm like, you know, if my chin is, I'm looking straight, I can see my chest. Preach it, preach it. Yeah, and there's the TV over there. So I'm, it's dark, watching TV. All of a sudden, I see it crawl across my chest. Now I'm freaked out of spiders, so I jump up and like you know, get out of bed, I turn on the light and there is a big, what we call them wolf spiders, I guess, you know. Um, I'm sure they're the same down here, but it was a big motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, they're (laughs) huge. So I'm like, you know, so it's like one in the morning now, I'm like, okay, what the fuck do I do? What do I do? It's just kind of looking at me. It's just looking at me, it's on my bed, looking at me and if I moved forward, this guy would move back. (laughs) And if I moved back, he'd move forward. He's reading your mind! He's reading my goddamn (laughs) mind. It took me four hours to kill that spider. (laughs) Eventually what I did was I took two cans of Raid and I just sprayed my entire bed and everything around it and the whole room, the whole room, until the cans were empty, closed the door, put a towel under my, uh, the seam of the door and the floor, and then just like waited half an hour.
0: It was just the scorched earth theory of warfare. Scorched earth theory
1: of warfare. (laughs) So I came back. I gave back, up my bed. I gave my you know. I don't know. You, whatever plants were in there were dead. <laughs> everything smelled like raid. Like the whole bed was you know just it was awful.
0: Your skin fell off the next day.
1: <laughs> Basically, I couldn't find the spider anymore. Of course, but I moved the bed away from the wall, and there he was. And he, but he was moving a lot more slower. Right, like he was. So I finally got a shoe, and I managed to kill it. But it took me four hours to get the gumption to. Get in there and actually do it. And I'm going to be honest. I
0: think after an epic struggle like that, I kind of feel like you and the spider could have like signed a peace accord or no, something. No, Then yeah, it was
1: no. then it was game on. Was yeah, okay. yeah. No, then it was full like full um, world war. Don't um, start a war. No, don't.
0: The the William Tecumseh no. Sherman. Yeah. of spider fighters. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Right
1: here. The uh, the second was you know uh, a night of uh, drinking with buddies or whatnot. I made a a crack that uh, you know oh you know you got to watch out for spiders because when you sleep they drink from your eyes you know which at the time got a big laugh till it was time to go to bed till the time was go to bed and then of course nobody thought about it except for me and then uh, from that point on I always make the joke that spiders drink from your eyes and if you're not careful uh, they'll crawl into your ears and they'll drive you around like a mech (laughs) Uh, spider gear yeah so just don't. Just spiders are yeah. No spiders. Okay. No. So
0: that's lovely. Yeah. Um, drink for your eyeballs. Yeah. So uh, sorry about the nightmare fuel. Yep. Uh, but uh, welcome to my world. Again, I'm not about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick in a shameful plug here. Mm. You know, Panda Musk uh, uh, does animation for. Okay. yeah uh, Yep. KF guys, yep. So. Uh, he and I recorded an episode recently when he was over from Australia yep. all about spiders. Oh, yeah. And he's going to animate it. So I will, have an I will about
1: never go to Australia just for that reason. That's
0: all he talks about. Yep. It's pretty much 45 minutes of spiders. Yep. So can't wait to run that
1: one. Yeah. And I've been to New Zealand, and there's very few spiders. Very few violent creatures whatsoever new
0: zealand just seems kind of chill
1: it is chill it's great if you ever get a chance highly recommended beautiful yeah. country beautiful people it's great australia beautiful people it looks real pretty but i'm never gonna see it <laughs> It's <full laughs> never gonna see it <laughs> yeah If I went, I would probably like die of a heart attack or something because I'd be so stressed out every single corner I went in, every drawer I opened.
0: uh, Every time I talk to an Australian about it, it's, you know, I I worked with Alana at IGN and Lucy, who's a New Zealander living in Australia. And you get very unique perspectives from both of them and Panda. But just around the time that I start to think that it's exaggerated, they'll tell some horror story. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. No,
1: no. What's your favorite word? Re goddamn diculous.
0: <laughs> what's uh, can you give me? Uh, can you give me the word uh, can, like the spelling bee? Can you use it in a sen- sentence? <laughs> uh,
1: usually it's when somebody says, Oh, you know, so and so developer called that game is going to be, uh, they're not going to hit their milestone, it's going to be three, uh, three weeks late. And I'm like, Oh, god, it's re goddamn diculous. Okay,
0: so that's the context for yeah. that. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, uh, what's the first word you think of when you hear the sound of your own voice? Cartoon, yeah, I think it's Like a cartoon,
1: yeah. I think I sound like an animated version of what my father sounds like to me.
0: That's the single most Freudian thing I've heard in, in yeah. 20 some episodes. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, because
1: I, you know, my dad, I, I i call him the grumpy Danny DeVito, you know, because he's <laughs> a smaller Italian guy with balding. Like, he, if they were to make a movie of my life, my dad would uh be played by Danny DeVito. That's um, and uh, who would you be? Oh. Uh, Back, if you shaved off his hair before he became who he is today, uh, what's that guy? The uh, Kevin James. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. the guy from uh, King of Queens or whatever. Oh, I know the
0: guy you're talking about. I remember yeah. the big guy. He's, he he
1: yeah. always hangs out with Adam Sandler yeah. and he does all all those those uh, those I know movies. Who you're about. I know. But shave he his think? head like back before he did King of Queens when he was kind of doing stand up. Him and I had very similar mannerisms so the yeah. movie
0: is him and yeah. Danny DeVito is you and your dad yeah okay. yeah, yeah. but that. when
1: you know when my dad talks and uh, just sometimes when I hear my voice I'm like oh man you sound like your dad <laughs> yeah if you could
0: travel through time to uh, meet with any one person who would it be
1: if I could travel through time, I would yeah. go back to that time I met Kurt Russell. and I would have a proper conversation with him. That's what you'd fix. That's and what I like would fix. Go back and be like. <laughs> yeah. What's that
0: I know Kurt it's Russell? extremely
1: <laughs> selfish. You know, it's not about saving the world or or having a, a dinner with like Beethoven or something like that. Nope, I would want to go back and fix that moment where I met the most uh, important hero in uh, entertainment for me and uh, fix that time so I could That's... have a proper conversation with him.
0: Do you watch Community? oh yeah yeah i remember yeah. the episode where um uh, danny uh, glover
1: meets uh geordie laforge yeah. yeah yeah he
0: meets lavar burton he yeah. just stares right there yeah that's S-
1: exactly what it felt like to me
0: i got to interview lavar burton at e3 this year yeah and all i could think of for two hours before the interview was that scene <laughs> and just be don't do that don't I know. do that.
1: Don't I know don't do that don't do that but it's <laughs> like he was he was there Right in front of right me. Of like Snake Plissken yeah. was standing there in a bad hairpiece and a like a, a beige like checker jacket because it was the early eighties when miracle took place. But it was still him. Damn. It was still and I couldn't say a goddamn thing. <laughs> I I just couldn't. And I felt like oh that was my moment. That was my moment to rub
0: shoulders with greatness. Kurt Russell, if you're watching or listening, <sighs> this man wants to make it right. Yeah. of course he wants to make a really i just want to
1: buy him a beer and chat that's all i want to do (laughs) but i couldn't even do that yeah
0: Yeah. oh that's glorious thank you for that um who's your first kiss
1: oh man (laughs) um god i don't really remember it was i mean it was elementary school it was like truth there yeah one of those one of those But you
0: don't remember who it was
1: I think her name was Krista.
0: I think her name was Krista. How was it? That was good. It was so memorable. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is my favorite question in and Noodles because the questions range from I can't remember. There's no to like ridiculously detailed, very vivid descriptions. Yeah, Uh, no,
1: that. So I'm the former, not the latter. Yeah, we get
0: we get all kinds. We got one guy. My favorite is my friend Brandon Graber, who's like my wife the first person he ever kissed he wow. married i was just like wow he married his yeah. high school sweetheart well,
1: that, that, that wasn't me it threw
0: me yeah, yeah. oh no i didn't yeah. know that was anybody <laughs> I just it through. me. yeah okay um oh yeah of course the, the the big one cake or pie
1: pie well done so well 100 percent. either a key lime or a sour cherry Ooh. but i do like the savory ones as well like uh the the meat pies or the meat pies are out of sight. I agree. Yeah.
0: Sour cherry. Mm. I like a good sour cherry pie. I love pie. me a
1: sour cherry pie. Oh. And there's a big difference between sour cherry and cherry. Yep. Yeah. Huge difference. qualify that for our audience? The flavor, the, the the depth of the flavor. It's uh, It takes, again, it's all about that journey with food. It's all about the journey of having that super tart that goes into the sweet, that goes into the mellow. Oh. Yeah,
0: um, that, it's, that's very similar. Uh, when people compare uh, strawberry rhubarb pie to rhubarb pie, it, right? It's, it's it's two different universes. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, rhubarb yeah. pie is is the superior pie when properly prepared. Right. They're both great, but they're different.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, last one. I uh, I always uh, always ask this one at the end. What's one question you have for me?
1: Well, before we started, I mean, like this is only the second time we've met. Yeah. You know. So in in like. Uh, in person so um you know we just had some amazing conversations before um we started rolling which so thank you for that which is great it was uh it's good to get to know you a little bit better
0: i honestly i felt like a babbling idiot like i'm like i will make work not make sense talk good so (laughs) i kind of felt like (laughs) they didn't come across that way whatsoever
1: (laughs) um so you know obviously i love the podcast um i think it's great um where do you see it in two years?
0: Oh man, um, realistically, uh, we're doing this. Um, if I can get uh, a pretty good day off the ground the way I want to, and get the format nailed down, uh, if I really can do that the way I'd like, um, and figure out how to do two shows at once mm-hmm. uh, as part of, part of the same um, part of the same uh, pockets full of kind of family, I think the next thing I'd like to do is start moving into. Um, two branches that are related in my head but that may not be related in other people's. One of those is finding other ways to tell stories because mm-hmm. uh, I love telling stories. I'd like to write more. I'd like to take other people's stories and bring them to a larger audience. Uh, I, I'd like to do the part where we're just talking about stories that are made up and stories that aren't made up and stories that are half made up and stories that are real life and that are beautiful and just tell them because they make people's lives more rich. Um, I feel like most of the lessons that we here in life are just reminders of things we've already learned but we need to keep hearing them yeah we hear them in beautiful profound ways at the moments we most need them we need those reminders because life beats you down yeah um that's one the other is i'd like to see us actually help people in concrete ways um I think about the possibility of putting together at first maybe some more documentary-type features to highlight things Mm -hmm. people are doing, um, more (coughs) produced, but then eventually actually find ways to go into local communities and help other people go into local communities and just make life a little more bearable. Uh, That's what I hope for. That's awesome. See if it happens. Um, That's awesome. That's a a lot of ambition for a short period of time, and I don't know if I'm going to pull it off or not, and we'll try.
1: Even if you get 75% there, that's 75% further than you are today.
0: Yeah, thanks. But that's what I'm going to try. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I love doing this. It, it It's it great. It helps, helps me uh, in a lot of ways. And I think every now and then I read words from somebody. Uh, some people email us, um, write, or just come up, Yeah, shake my hand at events and... and um, Every now and then, I think we actually made somebody's
1: life a little better. Well, like I said earlier, that's why I listened to it, and that's why I became a backer. It's just, you know, in a in an industry that is just so so focused on 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 success and like you know what's the next best thing and what can we bring to the gamer and what's this new thing and what's this new game and whatnot. Um, and then you know, online, when you have uh, online personality or you open yourself up to your fans and people online there's you're going to get hit with negativity you are going to no matter no matter how good your product is or how good the game is or how good the show was or how good the showcase or or press event was you're going to get hit with negativity and after a while no matter how strong your walls are that negativity is going to break through sometimes and it it happens to you it happens to me it happens to all of us and what i love about this show is it's very cathartic it is cathartic because you just hear people sharing stories. It's not about this awesome product that they're working on or this game that they've been wanting to make their entire life. It's about them. And it's about the people in their lives. And it's about how those people helped shape their lives. And I just it's it's positivity wrapped up in getting to know a different person every week, and I love it.
0: Thank you. I, I I'm enjoying doing it. I, I feel terribly inept sometimes, but people keep supporting it and and keep telling me it's going it's all natural, right. Cause so it's because it's natural. Good. It's just a conversation. <laughs>
1: really, it's yeah. a conversation. Yeah. That's all. You know, it's we're crazy. just. It's I get to meet so
0: many nice people yeah. doing this. I mean, I, this is the second time we've ever talked. Yeah. and you're just real. No, you're neat. <laughs> I like you. Uh, you're, you're, you and your family just Thank wonderful. You. Thank you.
1: Thank you very you. much.
0: All right, guys, uh, so Merry Christmas to you. Yes, Merry Uh, Christmas. You can mail us at mail at com with comments, suggestions, thank yous for the people in your life. Try to keep those short. Stories about the very good days you've had for our Very Good Day podcast, which we pop out there every now and then in the middle of this feed. You can subscribe on iTunes and rate us and all that stuff. And of course, uh, I never mind if you go to patreon.com slash Jared Petty and send a few bucks my way because uh, that really helps. So... Uh, Thanks a lot. Um, Thank you, Gio. Thank you. Uh, You've been extraordinary. Uh, I'll see you all in the new year.
1: Yeah. Happy 2017.